welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And welcome to Season 1, Episode 8, The One Where Nana Dies Twice. Twice. Nana dies and dies again. That's rough. It's rough. So this episode starts out with Chandler in the, like, work break room oh, right. type place. This girl walks in. She asks him if he wants to be set up on a date and then just starts describing this date. And it turns out it's a guy. Yeah. And he's like, wait a second. It's a guy? And she's like, oh, wait, you're not. What? Uh, Gotta go. And she leaves. Um, First of all, when he, when she walks in, he says, hey, gorgeous. Which I don't think he meant in like a sexual harassment kind of way. But I don't yeah. know if you could do that now. Um. Well, maybe that's why she thought he was gay. Maybe. Because I'm like, obviously they're not best friends if she doesn't know that he's not gay. So, like, they're not that close. Right. But anyway, I don't think he means it in a mean way. I just thought it was like, I feel like you can't do that now. I think that's probably fair. I wouldn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't care if, like, my close friends said that. But just, like, guy at work, probably not. random guy I work with. No, thank you. Who I think is gay. Um. But then he asks everybody at home, and they're all like, well, you know, I get it. You have a quality. <laughs> you have a quality. Um, and, like, the girls are like, yeah, we all thought you were gay. And then the guys are like, no, definitely didn't. But in the one with the flashback, Joey is like, I'm totally cool with the gay thing. And Chandler's like, yeah, what yeah. gay thing? And he's like, <laughs> just people are people gay. are gay in general. Yeah, yeah. Um. And Rachel says that she doesn't – she knew he was gay. She knew he wasn't gay when she he stared at her boobs the whole night at Phoebe's birthday party. But they met in high school. But maybe she just doesn't remember right now. And they made out in high school. Yeah, but she barely remembers that. We actually have never confirmed that she remembers that. Does she not – in that episode, don't they? Or no, it's just Ross and Chandler talking about it. Right. They don't ask her. Good point. Good point. And they definitely, like, weave this is Chandler gay thing through the whole series. And we've kind of talked about that. Like, I don't know that they would do that now. Or at least not, like, make it the butt of so many jokes. Yeah. Right. That's just interesting. But also, and then I'm going to move on. But when Phoebe made her song when she was trying to get this to sing at the wedding. wedding. (laughs) First time I met Chandler, I thought he was gay. gay. Um, I have to say, like, so the character's name in that, and the one that walks in and, like, tries to send up with a dude, her name Shelly. Shelly mm-hmm. and I both, apparently, well, maybe her gaydar isn't bad because everyone thinks Chandler's gay, but I've got to say, like, I can never tell. Okay, caveat, not that it matters, but um, I can never tell. Like, I always assume people are gay that are not gay, and then, like, later I'll find out, like, oh, that person's not gay. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know if it's just like a way that it's like um, being like comfortable with certain guys or I don't know. It's just like some vibe I get. And then I'm like, oh, cool. Like, okay, this guy's gay, you know, like non-threatening, whatever. And then later I find out they're not like my surf instructor. um, I recently took like a surf lesson and I was like, oh yeah, like our sweet, like little gay surf. And they're like, what? He's not gay. And I was like, oops. Like, I think I just, I think that is your defense mechanism. I I do because I think I, then I'm like, ooh, I probably wouldn't have been so like friendly flirty had I thought they were straight. (laughs) So my bad. Ashley's constantly having men fall in love with her because she thinks they're gay 
and non-threatening and they're all in love with her. Um, I don't know if I would say that that's a constant thing. It's happened many times. No, it hasn't. Well, maybe not because you thought they were gay because you thought they were non-threatening. Yeah. I'd say that like, there's a few, there's a few guy friends that have like, liked me. I don't think that falling in love with me is the right term. And I also think it's, I don't know, partially, I think it's just because they were like, look around and then they're like, oh crap, who's left? No, no, they're in love with you. Just own it. Just own it, Ash. Why would I own that? You're a hot piece. Oh, thanks. But I'm not gonna be like, yeah, my friends are in love with me. (laughs) Well, uh, nah. They used to be. Anyway. Agree to disagree. (laughs) Yeah. So your gaydar's off. I don't know. I don't know how mine is. Couldn't really tell you, honestly. So we've established that Chandler is not gay. And I don't know if they wanted to like really establish that. So they made it one of the plot lines, but they also wanted to keep it kind of like pulled through. But um, then we find out that uh, Monica and Ross's grandmother is dying. So they go to the hospital and mom and dad Geller are there. And this other lady who never gets a name, I'm assuming an aunt on Judy's side, but we don't ever get her name. Um, She's just hanging out. And then they go in to say goodbye to Nana and she's dead until she twitches and then dies again, which would be terrifying. I oh my gosh, yeah. I would. Freak she twitches out. while Ross is like kissing her goodbye, <laughs> yes. and then yes. she twitches like that would be so scary if you think you're like giving a final kiss to your grandmother. Yeah. So then they find out she's really dead, for real. Double check, triple check, and Ross is trying to help plan the funeral arrangements. And they're treating him like the sales boy at Bloomingdale's. Yeah. Bloomies. Um, Bloomies. Pulling all the outfits out. And they like pick a burgundy dress and then they want a burgundy heel. And I know it was 1994, but I don't know that that would be my choice. I think I would have gone with the silver heel. Yeah. Don't you think? Same. And I like, who cares how slim it is? Like, yeah. And I don't know what a day shoe is either. Yeah, maybe this is because we're not like New York, New York high society, I but know. I'm like, what? You don't have to match your shoe color with your pantsuit color. Like that's what neutrals are for. Yeah. Go with a cream, go with a silver, go yeah. with a black, like whatever matches. Yeah. So I don't really understand that. But um, when he's like digging around, they're talking about how she always stole sweet and lows and my grandparents always stole sweet and lows from McDonald's. Really? Yes. Oh, that's cute. They had tons of McDonald's sweet and lows and napkins at their house. And what's really funny is I've noticed my dad as he gets older is like always taking a couple extra napkins to just like like on the way out of the establishment. Home or keep in the I don't know for a rainy day. That's quite funny. I I mean, it makes sense to have a couple in the car, but do I mean, you need it every time. I've got to say, like, if I was ever going to do that, I wish I could, like, steal toilet paper because that would be a nice thing to not have to, like, buy all the time. <laughs> oh, I did steal toilet paper for a while. Really? From where? Can you say? Yeah. When I lived in London. And you were, like, super poor. It just was an expensive city, and I was making six fifty an hour, and I don't know why I thought that this was the answer to my financial troubles. You were cutting corners where you could. I was cutting corners where I could. You know, I'm, I support that. When my roommate and I would go to a, a bar or a restaurant, we would go to the bathroom. If there was a, if there was an accessible 
roll of toilet paper, we would put it in our purse every time. So, so just one, you would just steal one. Well, there wasn't always like a lot around, but if I could steal one, I would, I wouldn't want to leave the next person hanging. I feel like that's not cool. Right. You're not going to like steal, you're not going to clean out their stores of toilet paper. It was just like taking a roll. But if there's an extra roll sitting on top of the like dispenser, I would have taken it. I think that's so funny. I did not know that. Yeah. Sometimes you got to save 88 cents once in a while. Renee, that was just the beginning of your life of crime. My life of crime? Well, that's not the only thing you stole, Renee. I mean, I used to steal mugs too sometimes. You also, well, no, this is like actual theft. So maybe we should cut it out because I don't want to like. Oh, don't talk about my actual theft. Sorry, we'll cut that one out. I don't want to like oust you. Maybe another time. Once people have like grown to love you more. So then they don't. Yeah. I've already been convicted. (laughs) Maybe we'll just leave this in here as a teaser for the juicy stuff coming later about my real theft. (laughs) But yeah, I would also steal mugs and pint glasses sometimes. And this doesn't make it better, but I always tried to buy them from an establishment first. And if they wouldn't sell it to me, then I just stole it. Do you think that like (laughs) they wouldn't know because you'd like pinpointed yourself like hey can I buy this mug and they're like no and then you leave like don't you think they were like that bitch stole our mug like well I think that I was a server for a really long time and I was never like there were eight glasses on here and now there's only seven what is happening I would never have cared like you just clear the table and then then this doesn't affect me I want to go home um I have to say I I used to steal stuff when I was drunk. And then one day I woke up and I was like, do you know what? That is not cute and it's not okay. And I was like, I... Sometimes it was funny though. It was funny, but I was just like, a lot of people could get in trouble for this. And I'm just being like really irresponsible and stupid. So I've stopped. Yeah, that's good. Well, yeah, when you were stealing like real stuff. It was never anything that bad. But like when we tried to, when we tried to steal that, um, that giant like armor from that bar. Yeah. The coat of arms. That was funny. I, I was completely sober trying to assist you. You were, I remember actually like drawing too much attention. Cause I was like, we could have done this, but now we've got all this attention drawn to us. I think you were just like laughing so much, uh, but um, I did once steal like an entire bottle of rum or something off of the bar from a bar. I'm not going to tell you how, cause I don't, I oh, don't yeah. um, condone that. I don't live that life anymore. We're, we're off. We're out of that life. We're we've moved on to. We're clean now. We don't steal. We've repaid our dues. Mm-hmm. Don't come after us. That's great. That's all. But after they're talking about the sweet and low being stolen, I think they're talking about that in the hospital. And then when Ross is digging through the old closet trying to find the uh, burgundy day right. shoe that doesn't exist, um, all of a sudden he pulls down a box and all the sweet and low starts like falling from the ceiling. And I'm just wondering more from a production standpoint, how they made it rain like that. It's a good question. Cause it was like, there's logistically no. Yeah. It's like a little sweet thing. And then Monica's mom sees her at the funeral and they're all walking around and Phoebe's like, Oh, it's such a nice day. And she's like, I mean, weather wise. Yeah, yeah. And then Monica's mom walks up to her and says, I think it's time for you to start using night cream. And all I can think is lately I've seen all these memes that it's like if you owned, yep, it's time for night cream. Yep, and one of them was those clippity clop shoes we wore in eighth grade. I, yep, the Steve Madden. The Steve Madden. Well, I didn't have Steve Madden. I had Payless brand. But, yeah, same, same for sure. Um, yeah, you guys know what we're talking about. They were like a thick piece of black elastic on a small wedge, and then you put like a thong sandal over the thick piece of elastic. 
really attractive. Really like good. Platform. I actually saw them in Nordstrom last year. Yeah. Selling for I real. remember that. And it being like, don't you freaking yeah. dare. I just, yeah, there's some things that just need to die and stay there. In the past. Um, yeah, that was, that's all I could think of now when people say night cream, because it's, it's happened. Like your thirties come and you definitely need night cream. But like, what a rude place to tell your daughter, like while she's grieving her Nana, we've talked about this. Monica's mom is way too mean to her, as we've mm-hmm. mentioned before. Yeah. And she brings it up earlier in the episode too. And Monica's like, mom reminded me not to wear my hair up. Did you know my ears aren't my best feature? Right. So they're like weaving that back through. And then they get a chance at the very end. She's talking to her mom and her mom's like, oh, your grandmother would have hated this. I wouldn't have spent enough or I spent too much or, you know, nothing would have made her happy. And Monica's like, if you had to do it all over again, would you, would you tell her the truth? And the mom's like, oh, the best part is when she's like, the mom says, do you know what it's like to have someone criticizing your every move, every single thing you do? And Monica's like, I can yeah, imagine yeah. what that's yeah. like. She's like, it's a miracle. I turned out to be the life-giving person I am. Um, No, what's weird about it is that she doesn't refer to herself in first person. She refers to herself in third person. She's like, it's a miracle that your mother turned out to be the wonderful life-affirming person she is. And I'm like, we're all right here. Like, just speak about yourself in first person. (laughs) We know who you are. Um, But she's like, if I had to do it all over again, no, I just think it's nicer when people get along. And Monica's like, okay. So this is just how it is and we're going to live, but you know, it's all good. Um, Oh, I missed a really important part when they're out at the funeral. Ross like wanders into a grave yeah, and gets like knocked out. And then they put him, they give him some sort of muscle relaxer and him like walking around talking. It just reminds me of when he's on pills another time. And when he gets uh, on sabbatical for his rage. Oh yeah, he's like, I'm awkward on account of my rage, and he's like eating cotton candy. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think he's so funny, like inhibited. I think it's hilarious, and he sits down by Rachel, and he's like, "I love you the most." And she's like, "No, I love you the most," and he's like, "You don't get yeah. it." <laughs> I like the part where he's like, "Chandler, if you want to be gay, you be gay," and then <laughs> yes. the, the girl that he's talking to is like, "See, I knew it." And so yeah, it's, just like, it's so funny. Yeah, it was really funny. Oh, it's so good. But um, the only other like part at that, you know, fu- I don't know. What do you call a funeral after party? Wake. Probably not that. Awake. <laughs> Much more <laughs> appropriate. after party. Well, okay, Luda. you have to be at my funeral, will you call it the funeral after party? Yeah. And then you tell me what kind of snacks you want and like, it'll I'll be let fun. You know. Lots of bread. Okay. And cheese and wine. Cool. You got it. Oh, I want to be there. It sounds awesome. You'll be all right. You'll just um, be happy that we're happy. That's true. Um, but I love all the guys like crowding around Joey's tiny TV. Oh, yeah. Listening to the sports They're game. Watching the Giants, Cowboys. Yeah. But like every time I have some sort of party at my house, I swear one guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, um, do you get like Fox Sports Network? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, well, it's March Madness, NBA Finals, the Super Bowl. Like not the Super Bowl. We'd be watching that. But like other there's some game. sort of important thing it's always the important game right Right. like every game is the important game and so i'm always like trying to have them log into their direct tv on my non-direct tv to get their sports channels on 
but you know, whatever you do, you No, you don't do. But, you. I think it's annoying. Like you're at a social event. I don't sit there and like, I don't know. I like, I don't sit there and watch like Vanderpump rules. Like, sorry, it's actually the season finale of Vanderpump rules. Do you watch Vanderpump rules on a regular basis? No, it's a guilty pleasure, but do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't sit there and go like, Oh, actually the bachelor's on right now. Can you turn it on at your house? Cause that I do watch on a regular basis. I just feel like yeah. it's not cute. And if it's that important, DVR it, which I guess didn't right. exist back in the nineties. But yeah. videotapes did and VHS did, so you could have taped mm-hmm. it. That's true. That's my – I'd be like, why would we – like, we don't – like, women don't get away with that behavior. That's true. Unless Vanderpump Rules is on, apparently. Obviously. I mean – I like that you dimed yourself out on that one. What do you mean dimed yourself out? I didn't know you watched that show. Oh, yeah. I probably should have said The Bachelor because that's one that, like, <laughs> I would have actually – like, that's the thing that, like, if you don't watch it, there's spoilers and, like, all that kind of stuff. That's true. But – You don't know which girl wants to talk to him in private next. <laughs> you don't know who – this is just really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't – it's too – they're too crazy. I can't watch it. Best of luck to all the next season Bachelor contestants. Yeah, best of luck, guys. I hope you find true love. We'll be sure to watch you at our next, you know, funeral, wedding, important <laughs> yes. event. I'm going to live stream it at the next funeral I go to. But yeah, at the very, very end of the episode, we go back to Chandler at work. And oh, yes. we run into Lowell, who was who Shelly was going to set him up with in the first place. Right. And Lowell was like, well, I knew you weren't gay. That's what I tried to tell Shelly. And yeah. your friend Brian is. And he's way out of your league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Chandler's like, I could get a Brian if I want. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Like he runs into him. Brian looks him. Yeah. So poor Chandler just makes himself seem more gay. But does that guy look familiar to you? Does Brian look familiar to you? I feel like I recognize no. him from somewhere. Maybe it's Harry Connick Jr. Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> It, honestly, it could be, and I'd have no idea. Yeah, uh, he, I'm sure he was doing non-speaking extra roles on Friends. Yeah, totally. When he's married to Jill Goodacre, busy, you know, being the Michael Bublé of his time. Right. But yeah, so that's kind of the end. Like, we wrap it up. Nana actually died. We yeah. had her funeral. Chandler's not gay. I think the Cowboys won. Did they? Oh yeah, that's right. Because they're all really upset, and they obviously would have all been Giants fans. Um. Yeah, look, gotta be honest, like, I know we just said in the last one, like, oh, we're so excited for these episodes. This one was okay. Yeah, this one's, like, not my favorite, but I really like the next one. Yes, the next one is good. And it's been alluded to already, as we talked about, in Episode Gate. Episode Gate. If you were listening before, yeah, you'll know what we're talking about. So we'll, we'll talk about it on the next one. Yeah, so that is it for Season 1, Episode 8, The One Where Nana Dies Twice. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.